creator of Emily in Paris and one of my favorite shows ever younger which is on Amazon Prime Video if you ever want to watch it said that the name of the show was actually supposed to be Emily in Paris which would make more sense to me like Emily in Paris you know what I mean compared to Emily in Paris but even the main character Lily Collins who plays Emily butchered it in interviews so it's now Emily in Paris Well, I never recapped season one, mainly because I just didn't feel like I needed to recap season one. But here we are at season two. And as an overarching theme, because I'm pretty sure if you're listening to a recap of season two, you've seen season one. Season one was a little bit rough. It was a good light show to watch. I watched it in the background while I was working. It was something that didn't require a lot of attention. But there were quite a few problems with the show that I had in season one. Number one, Emily is a completely dislikable character. Gabrielle is only there and only loved because he's hot. Camille is probably the most redeeming character of the entire series. And I can't stand Sylvia in season one, but I love her in season two. She redeems herself to me. But really, the characters are unlikable. Pierre Cadeau is one of my favorites, though. The plot line is also kind of trash. Mindy's annoying as fuck. She needs to stop singing. Oh my God, stop singing. And it just seems like a dumpster fire. And everything revolves around Emily being super self-centered. A lot of storylines are started that are not finished. And the stereotype of Americans being cumbersome with their kind of cultural perspectives is really, really evident and prevalent in this series, especially in season one. The problems in season one are kind of corrected in season two but not to the degree that I would have liked to see them corrected. But we're going to kind of go through season two in this next half an hour that we have together and just kind of discuss the nuances of the season. Okay, let's start off with the opening scene. So Emily is seen jogging, reminiscing on the sex that she had with Gabrielle. Personally, I would also be reminiscing on the sex I had with Gabrielle if I had sex with Gabrielle. Um, But I didn't. Okay, so she talks to her roommate, Mindy, who's also a singer whose work visa in Paris has expired, so she can't do a real job. So she's doing like bathroom busking, or she's Madame Pipe. I think that's what they call her. Um, But she's talking about the sex that she had with Gabriel. They're poking fun of it. Emily is discussing how she feels, you know, a little bit negatively affected because she's friends with Camille and she feels bad. Emily doesn't really feel bad. Okay, long and the short of it, Gabriel finds out that she's supposed to go to Saint-Tropez with Mathieu Cadot. Mathieu Cadot is, I believe, the son or the nephew of Pierre Cadot, the fashion designer who they tried really hard to get the contract with for the PR firm in season one. Go back and watch it if you didn't see the whole Pierre Cadot bit. 
my favorite character. I want to let you guys all know that. Okay. So Emily now is at work. There's a, and there's a client there. Basically, Julian's advertising kind of a way to advertise their suitcase brand. I believe it's a suitcase brand to this client. And the client is looking for something new. Sylvie tells Emily to watch what's happening because that's the way to do the job. Emily makes a kind of suggestion to the team that Pierre Cadeau's face should be on the side of the luggage. Julian begins to hate her for the majority of the season because the clients love her idea. So the suitcase with Pierre Cadeau's face, which looks apparently very vanguard, arrives at the office, and Emily decides to take this specific suitcase on her weekend in Saint-Tropez with Mathieu Cadeau. They get to the train station. Mathieu explains that they have an entire little cabin to themselves on the train. But while she's on the train, she takes a call with Gabrielle. And Mathieu finds out that she had a romantic lovemaking session with Gabrielle, leaves her on the train, and this is when the season starts to get really good. She calls Camille. Camille tells her that if you have a free room in Saint-Tropez, we need to go on a girl's weekend. So Camille meets her in Saint-Tropez. Somehow Emily gets Mindy to go. We start to see that Mindy's dad was also in Saint-Tropez, but he didn't tell her or try and reach out to her while in France. And Mindy gets a little bit depressed. Anyways, they have an amazing weekend. The entire weekend, Emily's trying to find ways to make sure that Camille does not find out that she slept with Gabrielle and to try and get Camille and Gabrielle back together. But she's discussing this whole thing with Mindy. Um, I also skipped over the part where Mindy tells Emily she has a huge performance, but she's actually Madame Pipe. I think Madame Pipe is apparently the girl by the washroom and at a drag bar, a drag bar situation, and they let her perform at the drag bar as long as she's Madame Pipe because she can't really work because she has no visa. I think I mentioned this already. So one day while she's Madame Pipe, um, two men come to her in the bathroom and they're basically like, we do a little street performance thing. We want you to be our singer. Come aboard. She is ecstatic for this opportunity, takes it, and the story takes flight. I'm going to move on to the next significant part of the story. So the next significant part of the story is it's Emily's birthday. And Emily's arranging a little outdoor dinner birthday party situation. And at this birthday party situation that she arranges, Gabriella decides to attend and bring a cake. I want to say right here that this is the most significant thing Gabrielle has done in a season and a half. I'm going to pause on Gabrielle for a minute. Besides the fact that Gabrielle's hot, has this sex appeal, and Emily's, you know, actually enamored with him, what does he bring as a character? He's actually quite a dull character. He's just hot. So all he talks about is his restaurant and his culinary skills and... Camille and her family. What else have we do we know about Gabrielle besides the fact that he's from Normandy? And apparently, according to Sylvie, she hates Normandy. But we don't know anything else about him. He doesn't have depth as a character. He seems like a very weak personality as well. Like Gabrielle knows that he wants to be the Emily, but he's so passive that he's not willing to like, you know, kind of jeopardize the relationship that he has with Camille to be with Emily and I don't like the fact that he's so quiet and kind of letting these women determine what kind of relationship he has with them 
that's my issue with Gabrielle. He's actually quite dull. And besides his looks and, and his French accent and the fact that he can cook, what does Gabrielle really have? I think he's a really dislikable character, in my honest opinion, who just doesn't know what he wants. He wants his cake. He wants to eat it, too. And that doesn't really make for a good person. But if we look at Emily as a character in contrast, they're perfect for each other. Emily's selfish, self-centered, goes after what she wants. Emily acts first and asks for forgiveness later, which works for someone like a Gabrielle. And I think that they're better suited for each other than Camille because Camille is actually a good person. And I don't like the fact that after the episode where it's her birthday dinner and Camille finds out that she's been sleeping with Gabrielle because she finds his saucepan, his frying pan, whatever pan, with his initials on it in Emily's apartment. And it's the pan that he refuses to part with. So she makes a big announcement at her birthday dinner saying that she knows Emily, her best friend, fucked her boyfriend, which is a huge betrayal of trust. But I think after that scene, the show tries to make Camille look like a villain when truthfully, Emily is the villain in her own story. So I don't really like the direction the show takes a Camille after this scene or but or in this season period. It tries to make Gabrielle and Emily look more redeemable so they look better together. But there's really nothing redeemable about them as characters. So that's my opinion on this dinner scene. So after Camille finds out that Emily slept with Gabrielle, she basically asked for the Champagne account to be handled solely in French, which we know that Emily doesn't speak. This is the first moment when we see Emily finally start to embrace the fact that she needs to learn French. And the American superiority here kind of steps back. I'm surprised it took Emily so long to realize she needed French in Paris. But <laughs> I digress. I'm glad she eventually got there. So obviously they have to transition the account into Luc, Julien, and Sylvie's kind of care. So at this point now, Emily decides to take her French classes more serious and move on to level two. But she realizes upon trying to move to level two that her teacher wants her back in level one. Um, Sino Alexandria au Toronto, moi. Um, I've taken French programs in Quebec, which is the province next to Ontario for the Explore program in Canada. And if you're in Canada and you're in high school or university listening to this podcast, you need to apply to this program. Um, I've been in level one and two so many times now. Also at work, I'm, I've been in level one and two for a while now. So I really identify with Emily and French classes and not getting it. C'est très difficile to parler français pour moi. It's very hard, and I want people to understand that Emily and Alexandria are struggling with the Lelong. We are struggling avec Lelong, and I want people to have sympathy with us. I really empathize with Emily, but she's got to get it together, and I also got to get it together. So by season three, I should be able to give you this episode in 15% French. Okay? That's the goal. Moving on. So Emily goes to her French class, and she tries to sit beside this guy from London named Alfie. And Alfie's like, no, fuck off. So she goes and sits beside this Ukrainian girl. Let me just focus on the Ukrainian girl right now. They decide they're going to do like a little like French discussion, discuter. They decide to practice their French at a cafe. 
And then they decide to go shopping. And, you know, the girl decides to shoplift and they get in a fight. Now, I want all of you guys to know that that scene is extremely controversial. And I didn't know this and I learned a lot. So there's a stereotype about Ukrainian women having sticky fingers. I did not know this at all. And there's been a huge backlash against the show in Ukraine. A member of the Ukrainian government actually wants to, I believe, have it investigated on Netflix's behalf because the stereotype is so prominent. And they're kind of disappointed that the show would perpetuate the stereotype. And it's kind of like racist in a way. But I didn't even realize that it was a stereotype of Ukrainian women. I thought the scene was weird and extremely misplaced. But to know that it's perpetuating a form of racism towards a certain group is kind of disappointing in the show. But if we look at season one and the kind of subtle racism towards Mindy's character, I'm not really surprised. But that's just a heads up. If you didn't know, you can totally Google it and learn more. I'm probably butchering the context of the statements that were made, but quite a few statements have been made and um, the cultural insensitivity is apparently very strong there. So that's that with that scene. She goes back to French class and this girl obviously doesn't want to sit beside her because Emily embarrassed her and made her return all the clothes. So she has to sit beside Alfie and this is where Alfie and Emily's romantic relationship begins. Let me just fast forward through this relationship. So they begin to date They go out, do stuff, go to French class because apparently Alfie needs to go for his job. He's from London, UK, and he's there working on some project. Forget what the project is, guys. Wasn't paying that much attention. Is it important? No. So she goes to his house. They have le sex. And then she takes one of his jackets, coats, sweaters, don't know, and decides to go home with it. Gabrielle notices that she's wearing a man's shirt. And he's like, oh, where'd you go? She clearly lies to Gabrielle because she doesn't want Gabrielle to know that she could ever possibly have sex with anyone that's not him. <gasps> oh, my God. So she goes to work. She's calling Alfie all day. Alfie's not responding. So she thinks Alfie wants nothing to do with her. When she passes Gabrielle's restaurant, she realizes Alfie's in there and Gabrielle and Alfie are having a time. Alfie said his phone was in the coat jacket that she took and he didn't have any other way of contacting her, but he remembered that she mentioned that restaurant and decided to go there and find her. Is he wrong for that? Not really. If I want my phone, I'm going to find my fucking phone. She's disturbed. Because now Gabrielle knows that Alfie is the guy she fucked. Well, maybe she should have been a little bit more clear and focused and checked the pockets before she left with some man's random jacket. So Gabrielle begins to realize that Emily is moving on from him and he's a little bit jealous and envious. But he and Alfie get along, have a good friendship so far and everything's working out. But fast forward to a dinner. I think it was another one of Mindy's performances with her little busker group thing. And Luke lets Alfie know that Emily had a little fling fling with Gabrielle. So Alfie confronts Gabrielle. Gabrielle gives the lamest answer of all time about why he's not with Emily. Alfie doesn't buy his fucking bullshit, but whatever. Emily shows that she loves him. Gabrielle shows he's jealous. 
so on so forth we continue mindy has a good performance i'm sick and tired of her singing but we're gonna get to that to mindy's fucking singing we're gonna get to that i want to save the anger for later all in all alfie basically gets embarrassed in class one day we realize that emily's learning her french skills she pulls this amazing french out of her ass it's epic whatever or not Alfie basically tells Emily she has to, he has to move back to London by the end of the episode. And that's one decision Emily has to make. So hold that in your brains. So Emily in Paris or the idea for the show or the idea, the reason Emily had to move from Chicago to Paris is because her boss, Madeline, got pregnant randomly and can no longer go. Lo and behold, pregnant Madeline arrives in Paris. And the reason she arrives in Paris is because she and Sylvie have a couple of tense phone calls and she's not happy with the way the books are balancing. So she decides to show up to Paris and fix things for herself. When she arrives and she looks at the books, she realizes that the Savoir account is paying the company a reduced fee or the original fee that they had when they're making a lot more money today. Sylvie basically tries to explain that Savoir is their longest account, their most important account, and one that they're not willing to lose by asking for more money. She also explains that in France, relationships are more important than money, while Madeline contrasts that with the American view, where money is more important than relationships. I want to pause on that because my mom and I had a huge kind of conversation about this. And I think even here in Canada we kind of follow that American model where the books need to balance more than the relationship you have. While I think in other countries, and I don't want to focus just on France because like obviously that's the only context I have, the relationship can sometimes kind of be a little bit more imperative. And I think it's just interesting to kind of determine or look at how different cultures are. Again, there's so many other cultures in the world that obviously I'm not privy to and I could be butchering certain things that I know about cultures but definitely that's what I've noticed and the conversation and the discussion around that is just so important to have not even just in a America versus France way but just in a way that like the work culture around the world works. I also want to let you guys know that I just butchered a couple moments ago it's Savoie is the PR firm and Maison Laveau is Antoine's company. I'm really sorry about that. So basically, they go to a work event and Madeline tries to talk work with Antoine and his wife is there. So she basically says that she noticed that even though they're making more money today, he wants she wants to rediscuss what Savoir is being paid. And so Antoine is basically like, you know what, we can talk about this later at a different place because we don't talk about business here. Antoine's wife basically lets Madeline know that the reason why the account is so like small and like fees or whatever you call it is because Antoine was having an affair with Sylvie and also mentions that Sylvie's sleeping with the photographer throwing Sylvie completely under the bus and making Madeline way more suspicious of her so Madeline basically proceeds to implement her ideas about getting another fashion house on the Savoir payroll plus Pierre Cadeau which kind of makes Sylvie upset but Sylvie goes along with it and agrees to host this like fashion event which sets up the conclusion of the series basically they get Pierre Cadeau to agree to kind of bridge a truce with this fashion artist can't remember his name right now is it even relevant no it's not 
And during this event, Sylvie, Luc, and Julien, they get up and they leave. They call Emily to a little meeting dinner after Emily goes to work and realizes there's no staff at Sovar except for Madeline, and Madeline has plans to rehire everyone. Long and the short of it, when Sylvie realized what Madeline was trying to do, she called her husband, who she's estranged from. They have this awkward encounter with the young boy she's sleeping with, but whatever. And basically, they find a way to fund Sylvie's own PR firm. And they basically offer Emily a job in Perry. And Emily has to make a decision. Is she going to stay at Savoir, finish out her one year, and remove to, and move back to Chicago? Because Madeline's going to give her more opportunities in France for her year, but also her promotion in Chicago. Or is she going to stay in France and work for Sylvie? I think we all know the answer. She's going to stay in France and work for Sylvie because then Emily in Paris would not be a thing. But then she runs to Gabriel's apartment, tells him that she probably is going to stay in Paris and that she's in love with him and realizes that he's back with Camille. But let's fast forward to Camille. So Camille starts treating Emily like shit. And Emily writes this letter to her in poor French. She basically writes a letter back to Emily saying, stop talking to me, you illiterate psychopath. I laughed at that. And Emily does everything she possibly can to reconcile with Camille. Camille's parents come to House of Savoir for a meeting about their Champagne brand. Then they realize that Emily's there. They hear about what happened with Gabrielle because Gabrielle's obviously there as well. And her mother says, do exactly what I say to get Gabrielle back. She basically reconciles with Emily, gets Emily back on the Champagne brand. They decide to do an advertisement. Emily goes to their little chateau house villa and the dad decides to take this knife and flick off the cap of the wine bottle, Champagne. But while doing one of the shoots, he cuts off his finger. I don't know how Emily got away with that, but she did somehow. It was really disturbing. I had to close my eyes for the scene. So Emily basically goes, she sleeps, wakes up for dinner, and Gabrielle's there. Also... Camille's brother is there as well. Um, I want to pause on this because there's been a lot of discussion about age of consent. Um, before I start saying this, the age of consent in Paris is 15. And I think a lot of vloggers and podcasters that are talking about Emily sleeping with um, Camille's 17-year-old brother are saying that it was very inappropriate, especially since she's 29. That's because I know in Canada, the age of consent is 18. So if the person's 29, you need to be 18 in order to sleep with them or it's considered illegal. From what I've read, the age of consent in France is 15. So for the Paris scene, it's technically not illegal consummation. Is it morally correct? No, not by any means. It's not even funny to insert in the show. But um, we can't say it's illegal what Emily did. And I think that's why the parents and Emily's kind of the parents and Camille's reaction to Emily sleeping with the 17 year old brother is just muted. I think that's what it is. Um, Also, I find that when this happens to boys and something we have to talk about as a whole, but not fully for this episode, but it's something that needs to be discussed more in society. People don't take it as seriously when it happens to boys and we should take it just as seriously as when it happens to girls. I don't find it funny. I know a lot of viewers also find it concerning and not funny, but in terms of legality, it's not an illegal act. 
um, just to put that out there. Um, but Emily basically decides to go home early. The brother chases after her. It's a weird encounter. Ever they need to move on from this, and she goes back to Paris. Now Camille and her basically start getting along again. But Camille says to her before the Champagne shoot that they neither of them should get back with Gabrielle. And Emily agrees, even though Gabrielle wants her and tries to call her. So Mindy, as we said, the two guys came up to her and were like, we want you to be in our busking thing. And Mindy agrees and she's doing a lot of the, you know, singing in the street and taking donations for it. One of the, like a mime comes, tries to take her donation. She overpowers the mime and she wins and they make really good money having Mindy as their front woman. But one of the members in the trope, Etienne, Etienne in the trope, basically figures out that Mindy's actually a multimillionaire who performed poorly on, I think it was Korean pop star. I can't remember now. And has a lot of money, but they're using them for their busking donations. Decides to make a big deal. Makes it seem like she's lying to her new love interest, Benoit. And yeah, she runs away. Long and the short of it, she and Benoit get back together and they become a little couple but she still can't afford to pay Emily any rent. So Emily ends the series with three options. One, stay at Savoir, finish her year out, reestablish the PR firm, and potentially move back to Chicago for her promotion. Two, stay in Paris and work for Sylvie. Or three, take a chance and move to London with Alfie. We all know that the show is not Emily in London, it's Emily in Paris. So only options one and two are viable. Okay. I think she's going to stay with Sylvie, in my honest opinion. But I also think a cool thing would be for her to stay at Savoir and then realize that she misses Sylvie and needs Sylvie's direction and then run and work for Sylvie. I think that would also create more drama, kind of like direct the storyline, drive it home a little bit more. And also we can see Emily having to work on her French skills, her communication skills, her people skills, and also trying to get contracts on her own in competition with Sylvie, which would be a little bit more exciting than just working under Sylvie. That's me. That's my opinion. Now, my biggest qualm with the season is how much Mindy sings in the series. I would like to see about five less song solos from Mindy in the next series. I'm pretty sure she does a song every episode, and this is not a musical show. It's Emily in Paris. And number two, I, I really fucking hate the sound of her voice. It's so flat sounding and it's just like, huh? And like, shut up. Like, I can't take it anymore. I don't want to hear Mindy sing. I don't even like her as a character. I find her to be annoying filler and I want her to go. She's the one character I want to go. I love Luke. He's one of my favorite characters in the show. And I like the way that they're using him, even though he's kind of a background character. I like it. I wish we saw a little bit more of Antoine this season, especially Antoine challenging Madeline a little bit more. I think that would have been a great, just kind of dynamic to see. But also overall, I liked the fact that they kind of had Emily realize towards the end of the series that American culture is not the most dominant culture and doesn't need to be the most dominant culture in the grand scheme of things. I also like Alfie a lot for Emily, and I think Alfie's far better for Emily if she wants a grown-up relationship compared to Gabrielle. But I think they're setting the stage for Gabrielle to be the one she ends up with. I think my question for season three is how are they going to keep Emily friends with Camille 
who's totally in love with Gabrielle, but also have Emily end up with Gabrielle. And the only way I can see that happening is that they add more depth to Gabrielle's character, make him more decisive, and also make him communicate better because his communication skills are lacking. If you can tell, my least favorite character besides to look at is Gabrielle and then it's Emily. But also, that's that for how I feel. The fashion in this season was pretty good as well as it always is. Sylvie's really hot though. I just want to add that in. She's amazingly hot, has aged so well. But at the same point in time, I would give this season probably, if you just want something to watch in the background, I'd give this season 5 out of 10 or 2.5 out of 5 stars. But if you're watching it for content, it's definitely a 2 out of 5. Again, for some reason, the acting in this show is not great. And Lily Collins is not a bad actress. The storylines are kind of lame. The love triangle between Camille, Emily, and Gabrielle is just so boring. They need to use Antoine better next season. The Antoine and Sylvie storyline just completely died out overnight. I don't know why. But I understand that they want Sylvie to progress as a character. Sylvie actually became a more sympathetic character. But I think the problem with this show is that the writing's not great. And then the characters are just not likable. And the main character in herself is just not likable. But... I'm excited to see where season two goes. I'm excited to see Mindy and Benoit explore the relationship if they bring that back. I hope that we get more Alfie if possible. I hope that Gabriel mans up and makes some decisions about what he wants. And I'm excited to see what Sylvie, Luke, and Julien have in store. And obviously some more Pierre Cadeau because he's just so great. But And I hope they stop with this low blow racial stigma situation. Again, this is just a light watch. I'm just recapping it for shits and giggles. But that's that. Tune in next episode for the season finale of season three of Pessimism at its Finest. You have a wonderful week and let me know what you think about Emily Opari. Au revoir!